0: Hey fam, in today's episode, I am going to be taking a look back at the biggest moments that define the dance music and festival industry in 2022, from incredible album drops to breaking festival news to performances that set the internet on fire this year. I'll be taking you month by month through the most groundbreaking moments, so let's go down memory lane together, guys. Stay right there. Alright, guys before we go any further i want to do a huge shout out to today's sponsor keen uh so as we are gearing up for the new year this is the perfect time to start planning and looking at your future and what is in store for you in 2023. So if you have ever thought about talking to a psychic or a tarot reader, which is what I love to do, um, you can ask somebody about your future or what your next steps are going to be, any sort of planning for next year. So it is the perfect time to try Keen. You can head to my link trykeen.com backslash RCC to get your first 10 minutes of your reading for only $1.99, which adds up to up to $99 in savings. So when you go on Keen's website, you can actually browse different types of readers from astrologers to psychic readers to tarot card readers who specialize in all different things from like career, relationship, general readings, again, planning for next year. You can read through reviews and recommendations to find the reader that sort of suits your needs the best. Uh, So again, check it out. You're going to get your first 10 minutes of your reading for only $1.99. Um, trykeen.com backslash rcc if you guys want to check it out for the new year highly recommend it uh, so everything will be linked down below all right fam so are we ready to go down memory lane together uh, I wanted to quickly do a shout out to festi underscore vesti who is one of our amazing discord members who actually recommended me doing this type of episode um, so I took this idea and ran with it and I'm really excited about looking back on this year and reflecting on some of the biggest moments that happened in this scene that really defined the year guys I mean we got things like the Shrek rave and the Spongebob rave in 2022 like how groundbreaking <laughs> forward thinking for our industry you guys no I'm just kidding but there were some wild shit that happened on top of some really groundbreaking notable moments in music which is really exciting to talk about so I kind of just went back through this year I know there was a lot to uncover but I'm going to take you from January up until now, this month in December, and highlight a couple things that I think were really important. Obviously, I'm not going to mention everything, but I was browsing dance music publications websites. I looked back on all my old Rave Culture Cast recaps, which is the news segment I do at the end of every episode. So I think I gathered a lot to really recap what happened this year for us. So that is where we are going in today's episode. So with that being said, I want to take us back to how we started this year, which feels like a lifetime ago. I don't know about you guys, but when I was looking at what happened in January, honestly, it was hard to like even remember January and February of this year at this point. But where we actually started this year, there were still obviously the effects of COVID happening. A lot of regulations were still in place. Festivals still weren't in a stable place. Some events made their return this year. Some did not. Um, this was a big year, and I think we forget that we, like, went through this time period where we didn't have live events for a year and a half, which is crazy, but this was a big year. A lot of huge events came back, like, Tomorrowland didn't happen for two years, it finally made its return this year, Movement Detroit, like, it it was a pretty groundbreaking year, but we did still have some rocky roads, like, the first six months of 2022 in the festival industry. Um... And like I mentioned, throughout this year, we had some really big album drops, which I'm going to talk about. We had some new labels pop up. We've had some really big festival and club performances, like huge things that have happened. So let's start in January 2022. Um, The things that I immediately remembered, um, I don't know if you guys happen to get these videos in your feed, but Zamna is a festival that takes place in Tulum in January. It's a bucket list festival for me I will pop up photos and videos here but I just remember starting off my year getting like inundated with Tale of Us videos from their sets at Zomna and that's when Tale of Us came onto my radar I had known about them but watching their performance at Zomna uh, really like solidified to me like how insane their performances are and they are definitely a highlight of 2022 I feel like the rest of the internet knows who they are now um which I A lot of you guys have been on them for a long time but I think it's safe to say that things like TikTok and Instagram and all of the above like I don't know if it's their marketing team or what but obviously because their visuals are so groundbreaking they've gone viral in this past year. So my January started off with me seeing a lot of Tale of Us from Zomna. Um, We did see a couple festivals still have issues with COVID. So I don't know if you guys remember this. I can't believe that this was this year. But we had the cancellation of Departure Festival, which was a new festival that was taking place in Playa del Carmen that was being put on by the founders who run the Brooklyn Mirage and Avant Gardener and it was supposed to be this like beautiful like house and techno festival with this crazy good lineup. Um, I know friends who went, flew out there and were at the hotel and this event was literally canceled. I think it was like the second day of the event or the first day. Stages were built, people were there, it was crazy and... It was due to COVID restrictions like last minute COVID restrictions that popped up and they weren't the only festival BPM uh, in Costa Rica was canceled like two weeks after that I believe so we kind of started off the year with these events still facing cancellations because of COVID in other countries so that definitely rocked the festival world a little bit I know people were not happy about that but um, I'm very excited for anybody going to BPM because it is making a return in early 2023 which is awesome. Then let's go to February, which February I literally have like nothing written out. I'm sure there was stuff that happened and it makes me sad as a February baby because I feel like we're the least liked month because it's just cold and it's a short month and I feel like everyone's at home and not much is going on. Um, But the only thing I wrote down that was kind of notable is festivals, some of them in the United States started to lift their vaccine mandates. So Coachella and Stagecoach being amongst the first made announcements that their events happening in April were no longer going to have a vaccine requirement, which for a lot of people, you either remember the time where you had to show up with a negative COVID test or you had to show proof of vaccination. So I had that that was starting to happen in February. So it was kind of like we were starting to see the other side of like coming out of this thing that, you know, it would be some like return to normalcy in a way. Um, Then March. March I feel like is where the year like really kicks off especially for the dance music scene um, because Miami Music Week takes place in March which I did go to this year and I had an absolute blast. I would highly highly recommend it. Um, It was a bender weekend. I have vlogs up on my YouTube channel if you guys want to watch but we literally partied from like Wednesday to Sunday multiple things a day and I went to Ultra as well. So March definitely came in hot I feel like a lot of artists also um, come out with new music or big performances at Ultra because it kind of like kicks off the whole year so Hardwell made his return in March of this year at Ultra it was an amazing performance I absolutely love his new sound and album so that was a big highlight for this year um, K5, KX5, released their track Escape, which is arguably one of the biggest tracks of the year for sure. That came out on March 11th. Um, this is also Dead Mouses and, and Cascade's new project, which we'll talk more in depth about, but that for sure was like one of the most defining projects that came out of this year, if not in the last few years in dance music, especially because I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, but... They did just do a show um, in LA in December which broke records so we'll come back to that but Escape was released in March and then I put down John Summit announcing his new album because I feel like we can't talk about this year without mentioning John Summit. He obviously has had um, a pretty incredible last few years but it just continues to get like bigger for him and he continues to have more attention on him so he launched his own label called Off The Grid which throughout the year he went on to do some really amazing performances with his label. And he's had a couple of his own releases, which I'm a big fan of. So those were the main things I wanted to highlight that happened this March. And then moving on to April. So I had to put obviously Coachella. I feel like my entire timeline and everything in April is talking about Coachella and what's happening at that festival. Obviously, it's a multi-genre festival. So my entire feed was Harry Styles and Lizzo, and Swedish House Mafia on the weekend, and Billie Eilish. So it was all of that going on. Um, there was also a notable cancellation of Ye on the lineup, who was replaced by Swedish House Mafia on the weekend. So that all happened. Um, I do want to get to Coachella at some point. It's a groundbreaking festival in its own. Um, and there are, again, like really incredible f- performances. And this was one of the first years that like the house and techno on the lineup were so good and i was just so jealous of everyone who got to see those amazing sets so that was definitely probably the biggest thing i would say that happened in april uh the other thing i put down is we had our first project glow festival which was introduced this year um as insomniac is a building out their insomniac east section we are getting more festivals in the Northeast and in the Southeast, like Florida. So, me being from New Jersey, I was thrilled when they announced Project Low in D.C. because that's only like a three, three and a half hour drive for me. So, jumped on that opportunity right away. Went to the first Project Low. It was actually awesome and it exceeded my expectations. Still a very small festival, it was only two stages, um, kind of like in a parking lot type setup, but the vibes were really fun and the lineup was great. So I have vlogs up on my channel too if you guys want to check that out, but that was a notable moment in April. And then I put that Elon Musk was denied entry from Bergheim, just because that was relevant and made the news and I think that's hysterical. So that's kind of like the bigger things that happened in April. Um, Really quickly guys I want to plug something for you because there's only a few days left for you guys to take advantage of these sales but if you are interested in going to Okeechobee next year um, I have a current discount code which only lasts in December. You guys can always use my affiliate link through Insomniac but for December only if you use the code OMFDEC20OFF That's O-M-F-D-E-C 20 off. You'll get $20 off your ticket. So that only lasts through December 31st, guys. Jump on your Okeechobee tickets. Who knows? Maybe I'll be there. We'll see. That would be really awesome. (laughs) Um, So my Okeechobee tickets are linked down below along with a discount code. And again, jump on that before December 31st so you guys can get your discount. Moving on. Let's go to May. I hope you all are with me. I know I'm like bouncing through this pretty quickly, but I kind of wanted to like make this a shorter episode. So in May, of course, the big news is EDC Las Vegas. That's definitely the biggest festival of the year. Um, A couple notable things for that, they debuted the new Bionic Jungle stage, which I believe was already at EDC Mexico, but it was the first time they brought it to EDC Vegas. And it was all house music, classic house, a couple of legendary artists Played that stage. It was pretty cool. Um, and then we had another main stage shut down due to high winds. I believe it was on Friday. because Yeah, I think it was Friday. It was during Alan Walker's set. And it was closed for, I want to say, like about an hour. And then they reopened it. But there were really high winds on Friday. And it was crazy. But yeah, it was a very notable festival for me. If you guys missed it, I hosted the EDC Las Vegas live stream with Insomniac Radio and Noise House. So that personally was a career highlight, a personal Highlight for me this year, like easily top five, top maybe top three probably moments. Um, still an honor for me, still can't believe it happened. But if you guys want to see any of the interviews I did, they have clips up on Insomniac Radio's channel. So that whole experience for me was incredible. And I vlogged it. I have an episode review about it. If you want to go back and hear more about the EDC Vegas trip and hosting gig, but that was a big highlight for me in May. Uh, another huge highlight especially if you guys are in the New York area the Brooklyn Mirage got a complete facelift which was like mind melting like it was freaking insane I only went to it once which I don't even know how that happened but I went to see Chris Lake there they basically redid the entire thing so now the whole back of it is like like literally just a screen it's like one of the biggest screens I've ever seen so like you can display huge visuals on there it almost feels like it's wrapping around you and it's a very immersive experience so that was wild because we've had the same Mirage design for a couple years now so it's like wild to think that that was new this year but that came out in May highly recommend getting to the Brooklyn Mirage once in your life guys I feel like spoiled that we get to have that here um, and then the other kind of breaking thing in the industry was Skrillex canceled a couple f- upcoming festival dates. I think Sunset Music Festival was the first big one he canceled on, but he is working on a new album and just said he like needed to take the time to focus on that, which I know was a controversial decision, but I'm a big believer in if you have a vision and you know that that's what you need to do for your best interest. I know it upsets fans, but I think it was the best decision for him. So that was breaking news in May. Now we're getting into the second half of 2022, which was a little bit easier to remember for me. But getting into June, we're in the full swing of things in festival season. Um, I had to highlight Electric Forest not only as a personal highlight for myself, but we also got the incredible first set from John Summit and Subtronics when they played a surprise back-to-back at the RV sets it was a renegade set Uh, I got to be there for that moment and it was just as amazing as you would think it was and we'll come back to them later this continued to be a trend later in the year but um, finding out that that was going to be a surprise after party set was like a dream come true especially because a couple of my friends are like massive Subtronics fans and massive John John Summit fans so it was just like the perfect you know melding of two worlds so forest in general personal highlight for me I I think I have to say it at this point forest was definitely my favorite festival of the year if not ever it's hard like I can't replace EDC Vegas because it's I've done it seven times and it's so special and it's home to me but forest experience wise in recent years like probably is my favorite it just there is nothing like it it was the most magical energy I just had the most beautiful experience at Forest and I can't wait to go back Uh, hopefully soon. I can't go this next year but hopefully in 2024. So Forest I feel like just in general was an incredible highlight. Fred again played an amazing set um, at Electric Forest and then went on to have like the biggest year ever. So that was a big one for people if they got to see that one. And then from there I also had that... Avant-Gardener acquired Electric Zoo. So again, Avant-Gardener is a, a company run out of New York and Electric Zoo is kind of like our premier electronic dance music event here and they had been run by a different organization for a really long time. So this year that was a big change up in kind of like how that festival is run in upper management. So Avant-Gardener now, the team behind them now runs Electric Zoo, um, which we'll talk about in September when the event takes place. But we did see a lot of changes with Electric Zoo this year. So that was big news in the festival world. And then I also put on the music side of things, Ray, uh, I think it's Volpe, but Ray Volpe dropped his track Laser Beam, which is arguably one of the biggest tracks of the year. It was an ID in so many people's sets for a long time this year. And then he finally dropped it. And Uh, I wish him nothing but success. It's been really fun following him on social media and seeing him just blossom this year and get added to like all these festival lineups and he just crushed it and this is probably like the biggest year of his career so far. So very excited about that. Super notable single that I wanted to highlight. And then July. So midsummer, where were we at? July we had a couple really big things. So one, Tomorrowland returned which was a big thing globally because it is such a beloved festival um, for the international crowd. A lot of people from the U.S. go there, but it does take place in Boom, Belgium. And what was special this year is it went on for three weekends, which I don't believe has ever happened in the history of Tomorrowland. Usually it's two weekends in July. So they did announce that at some point like earlier in the year that they were releasing more tickets for a third weekend because just the demand was so high since it didn't happen for two years because of COVID. So just seeing like Friends videos and stories and all of the sets and the music we got out of it and all the incredible stages coming back again. Like I've always watched the live stream for years. So to see it happen again was a big, big moment in the festival industry. And I felt so happy for everybody who got to like, come together again and enjoy Tomorrowland. So that was absolutely incredible. We got it. That's also bucket list item, guys. We got to get there one day. Then we also got Fred again's legendary Boiler Room set, which was probably one of the most talked about sets that happened this year. Um, I think it has over 10 million views on YouTube. So if you guys haven't watched it yet, highly recommend seeing it. Again, Fred again is one of those people. He came onto my radar this year, but... Again, super creative, like visionary in music. He does things very differently. Um, seems just like a special, like happy, positive human being. So again, like all the success that came this year, it felt like he did one thing and then just like blew up and then dropped an album this year as well. So incredible. Boy the Room kind of, <clears throat> I think like further pushed his name out there to the world. So that said is iconic. And then on top of that, He played a special pop-up boiler room style set in New York City with Swedish House Mafia. This was insane. Like when this was announced that it was happening, a couple of my friends actually got to go and be there in person. But yeah, they were in this like sweaty, dark club, like underground kind of space and they just did a pop-up back-to-back set together which is fucking insane so that was pretty remarkable that happened this summer and then lastly on the album side of things Odessa finally released a new album which was exciting so their album The Last Goodbye came out on July 22nd and there was a lot of lead up to this a lot of teasers and things coming out that this music was going to come out from them so that was really groundbreaking definitely one of my favorite albums of the year so uh, July was for sure a big big month for music Alrighty guys, moving right along. Also, before we go any further, if you guys are completely new and this is like the first episode you're watching of Rave Culture Cast, I didn't say welcome to you guys, but welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, we are at Rave Culture Cast on all social media handles. If you want to come follow us, we also are on YouTube, all major streaming platforms, and then we have a Facebook group community, which is amazing, and a Discord channel as well. A Discord server, excuse me. So if you want to meet up with other ravers, meet other festival goers, chat on a daily basis, we have all different channels of festivals and episode discussions and all that stuff. So definitely use the links down below to come join our online communities. All right with all that being said let's dive into August. So in August we had a couple I would say not negative yeah I guess these are negative a couple things that were happening that were obviously disappointing but we heard that Buku announced um, an indefinite break from their festival so Buku typically takes place I believe in New Orleans in March. It's a music and arts festival. I haven't been before but they always have a really incredible lineup and unfortunately they did post Um, in August that they would not be returning in 2023 and it was sort of kind of like up in the air as an indefinite type of announcement so that was super um, a huge bummer to hear about because again we're still in that balance like I said of some events not recovering from COVID and what happened to the live events industry and other events that are backed by bigger companies like having more financial stability so We did see some events, um, unfortunately, bite the dust and not be able to return. So I'm hopeful that they do make a comeback at some point in the future because I do have friends who really liked that event. Um, So hopefully Buku will make a return at some point. The other breaking news we had, which was pretty big, was Pollen announced bankruptcy and all of these different stories were coming out about Pollen. Um, Some of you guys might know them. They're an event and festival tech startup. They curated travel experiences, um music festivals were a huge part of it I worked with them as like an ambassador in like 2019 I want to say but a lot of people bought their tickets through them and then again you could go on like these all-inclusive festival trips and the whole trips were curated through pollen so it was a really good thing going for a while and then there was a lot of stories of like things not being paid employees not being paid trips were getting canceled left and right and again I think this was another victim of COVID obviously like they are an events and travel company, so it was really hard to survive that but it was announced in August that they were out of money, employees were left unpaid, clients were left unpaid, events started to cancel um, on their own saying that like they didn't trust Pollen to deliver on the events so they couldn't move forward so that was huge huge news in the festival industry haven't heard much about it since. I will definitely keep you guys posted, but I haven't really heard anything about Pollen, like finding other investors or anything along those lines. But moving on to September. So September is a really big festival month, as you guys know. There's It seems like it's jam-packed with like multiple festivals every single weekend in September. But like I mentioned earlier, um, Electric Zoo being run by the avant Gardner team now. Um, they did de- de- They debuted... All new stages and a new theme this year was Electric Zoo 3.0. So it was this like futuristic kind of theme. Um, The stages were all crazy, like new production, everything. Uh, I have a couple friends who went and really enjoyed their experience this year. So it was cool to see Yizu kind of go in a new direction and get a facelift on a bunch of their stages. And then Lost Lands, as I mentioned earlier, Lost Lands had another massive year. It seems like that. Like fought, that festival's following just continues to grow. Obviously, it's very popular amongst bass heads, but John Summit did come out again and did a surprise performance at the pre party and joined Subtronics on stage for them to do another insane back to back set. So that was all over EDM Twitter and Instagram and everything like that Um, but they just seem to mesh really really well together and I think it's fun to see sort of like the bass music community embracing a little bit of house and techno on the main stage so that was really really cool. Um, In September I did go to Imagine Music Festival which was moved to a new location so if you guys want to see the vlogs on that I have a review up on Rave Culture Cast and I have all my festival vlogs if you want to check it out but that was pretty notable because Imagine had also been canceled the two previous years. So it was also a comeback for Imagine. And then Above and Beyond had a huge milestone for their group therapy. They had their ABGT 500 in LA, which went really, really well. I had a couple friends go out there for that. Um, so that was a huge milestone for Above and Beyond. And it's cool to see them like pick these different locations to celebrate that. But... Um, I have some news about Above and Beyond later, so we will come back to them in just a second. But moving on, we're almost done here guys. In October we had a couple big things. So Seven Lions released his album, Beyond the Veil, which this was like 10 years in the making. Uh, I'm a massive Seven Lions fan, so super proud of the album and everything he put into that, but that was kind of like teased for a very long time, like months leading up to it. So we finally got the album in its entirety in October, which was awesome. Um, we also had a huge announcement from Insomniac Events. They announced a partnership with End Overdose, which is a harm reduction company, uh, a harm reduction nonprofit who also, you know, speaks about drug testing and Narcan and what it is. And so they announced that in time for their festival escape. So basically End Overdose was allowed to have a tent and be, have a presence at all Insomniac events moving forward, which is a huge deal because of the Rave Act which is in the dance music community. Um, It sort of discourages festival organizers and event organizers from having any sort of harm reduction on site because they don't want to insinuate the use of drugs at their events, which makes no sense to me. But because of the Rave Act being in place, it's been very, very difficult for that to happen. You guys know I've had Dance Safe on the podcast a couple times and they've talked about that. There's only select events that they're allowed at. So them announcing a partnership with End Overdose is a really, really big deal. And it's at least a step in the right direction to having harm reduction and drug testing kits and Narcan available on site at events. And then in November, we had a couple big announcements. So Hotel EDC was announced for 2023. This is the first time that this experience has ever happened. So essentially it is a hotel takeover. So you can stay there. They're gonna have all kinds of activities on site. pop-up appearances they also have uh the Zook nightclub and AU day club because it's in resorts world uh right on the strip in Vegas so again you can buy hotel packages and then you can buy a shuttle pass and get shuttled to and from EDC so that's a whole new experience coming in 2023 otherwise it's just been you know camp EDC which I think launched in 2018 and then you can just stay in like any hotel on the strip but this is like a fully like take edc las vegas takeover in a hotel at resorts world so that happened in november Um, slumberland festival launched in november so you guys know rave culture cast was a sponsor Um, this was also like a hotel takeover where you could stay there and they had all kinds of artists playing day parties pool parties after parties they had all kinds of wellness activities and all this fun stuff and then they shuttled us over to EDC Orlando because it was the same weekend. So, that was really cool to see Summerland happen this year. Um incredible incredible experience. So, hopefully, you know, everything will come back next year. And then some two other big announcements. We had a posthumous album drop from IO called Warehouse Summer, which this was announced like right before when his passing happened in November, which is hard to talk about. I loved IO, lo- still love IO, and I was a very very big fan of his music so to hear like a couple days I think it was announced the day before that they had like taken their time gathering all these songs that he had worked on with the artist Lights and they put together this album so we got to have more music from him to remember him and honor his life was incredible it's an amazing album if you guys haven't listened to it yet like I just loved the direction it went in there was a little bit of drum and bass on it it was a little bit more on his like chiller side um not his like heavy in-your-face like driving techno tracks, but I really, really liked the vibe of it. Um, so check out Io's album, Warehouse Summer. That came out in November. And then finally, December. I know there's been a lot that's happened this month, but I'm just going to highlight one thing that I think is like the most relevant, which again is KX5's show in LA. Um, this is Cascade and Dead Mouse's alias again. And it was the, I believe, the largest selling single-day electronic music event in history, which is insane. So yeah, I'm just going to run this back to you guys. This took place at the um, LA Coliseum on December 10th. Around 50,000 attendees got to experience the show. It was, like I said, the largest single-day concert event headlined by an electronic artist ever in North America and the biggest ticketed global headliner dance event of 2022. So Insane. You couldn't miss that this was happening. Um, they did a ton of press for this. What was exciting too is they had um obviously John Summit was announced as a headliner, which was really or not a headliner, excuse me, as support for the show, which was really, really cool. And then they also had Triple XL and then Anna Leno who's amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm jealous of anybody that got to go to that groundbreaking night. I heard it was incredible I did hear that a generator went out and there was like a little bit of a break in their show which happens you know from technical difficulties but other than that um incredible moment so we still have a little bit left of the month but I'm gonna end it there you guys that is everything from 2022 there's your really fast recap of literally 12 months (laughs) of things that have happened in this scene um I really hope you enjoyed this episode I'm gonna dive into our rave culture cast recap here in a second but If you did enjoy this, what I would appreciate more than anything is if you guys would share this to your Instagram stories or send a link to a friend, tell a friend about Rave Culture Cast, whatever you can do to support. I appreciate you guys. So with that being said, I'm going to take a super quick break here and then we will dive into our Rave Culture Cast recap. Alright friends, so as if we didn't talk enough about the news today, let's talk about some more news. This is pretty much all stuff that's going to be happening in 2023, but in case you missed it, you know I've got you covered. I'm pulling all the news together that's happened and we're going to go over it. Um, This is a little bit of old news at this point, but I don't think I've talked about it yet. We have the Phase 2 lineup um, from Ultra. Obviously insane. I feel like the lineup is what drives this festival um forward. But again, some really, really incredible back-to-back sets. It like pains me to see <laughs> everybody on this lineup. Um, oh, let me go through this. One that was insane. Jaws back-to-back sudden death is gonna be fucking wild. So that would just be something you'd have to go see in person. Obviously, you're getting an Eric Pritz Hollow show, so I'm jealous of all of you. Who else was new? Um, Charlotte DeWitt is playing again. Clozy Dom Dalla, back-to-back vintage culture. You know I would be there. That's going to be amazing. Uh, you've got Ganja White Knight, Gigantic Nightmare is a special thing. Grimes is playing. KX5 is playing. Oliver Heldens, back-to-back Chami. Like this is insane. Tale Taylor Us is playing again. Um, Nicole Mudaber, back-to-back Chris Liebing. Pretty wild. So... Can't go wrong with Ultra's lineup. Not the best experience in my opinion, but you can't go wrong with the lineup. We have some other lineups too for you guys. So Dance Festopia is a festival that takes place in Kansas City, September 4th through the 10th, 2023. What's interesting about this lineup is they finally picked a direction. So in the past, Dance Festopia, it's obviously an EDM festival, but they have kind of had a mix. It was always heavily bass leaning, but they did have house music as support this lineup is like completely bass music. All forms of it, subgenres of it, but they clearly picked a direction to go in. This is a camping festival as well. Um, check out Jess Hale's YouTube channel. She has a bunch of information on it. She's attended this festival a bunch of times, but headliners are Zed's Dead, Excision, Subtronics, and then you've got like Dr. P, Fun Case, Jansen, Kaiwachi, Keizo, Knife Party is on here. Fucking love Knife Party. Sullivan King, um, along with incredible support. You've got sudden death on here. So this is up your alley if you guys are into bass music. We also have a festival lineup from Hangout Festival, which is an event that takes place on the Gulf Shores of Alabama. So it's literally on the beach, super beautiful location. If you guys have never like seen any photos about it, um it's May 19 19th through the 21st. They went all out with this lineup. They spent a lot of money on this lineup is all I gotta say. Uh headliners are red hot chili peppers, scissor Calvin Harris, Calvin Harris isn't on like any lineups. I was like shocked to see Calvin Harris and Skrillex on there. They're both playing. Paramore, love Paramore. Lil Nas X, Flume and the Kid Leroy. Um, Really incredible support. John Summit's on here. You've got a lot of like dance music, but it's also all genres. I haven't gone, but this festival has been around for years and I have heard that it can, I think it skews on the younger side. Like it's 16 plus, I'm pretty sure. So I have heard it's like, Definitely a younger party kind of crowd, um, but you do have that going on. Uh, We also have a new festival announcement. I don't know if any of you guys saw this or if it kind of like flew under the radar, but there's a new festival announced called Echoland. Don't know much about it other than it's going to be May 11th through the 13th, and it is in the Suwannee Music Park and Campground in Live Oak, Florida, which is the exact same location that Suwannee Halloween is, and I know that's a crowd favorite, so we just know that it's a music and arts festival, it's a camping festival, and it's in May. So I will keep you guys posted on that. The artwork is very like illustrative, like storybook kind of looking artwork, artwork. I don't know. It's really cool. So I'll keep you posted on anything I hear about that. We also have Above and Beyond's Group Therapy Weekender, which happens every year at the Gorge. They did announce dates for next year, so July 21st through the 23rd. It is back. Um, I don't know when tickets are going to be on sale, but you can sign up for alerts about it. So I know this is a um, crowd favorite for a lot of people, especially if you're above and beyond fans. So we will make it out to the gorge. One day it will happen. Last two things for you guys here. Sorry, I just burped. (laughs) I'm leaving that in. (laughs) I like can't breathe because I'm talking so fast. Anyway, you guys, um... shambhala festival is slowly teasing their lineup for 2023 and they did just drop that one of the headliners is grizz so all my grizz fans that's going to be a really exciting one um i do want to do shambhala very very much i don't know if it's going to happen next year but since i can't go to forest it is very very similar to forest vibes but smaller it's in canada it's a camping festival Um, and it's actually a drive festival there is no alcohol allowed at Shambhala um, but I've heard immaculate vibes about it so very cool a little bit more on like the psychedelic kind of side of things and then lastly we have a festival coming from Fisher and it's called Trip Festival we have the lineup now and we have the dates and the location which is everything we were missing so Fisher is launching his own festival it is June 2nd through the 4th and it's going to be in Malta which is such a beautiful location. Like can you imagine going to Malta and just being in this like beautiful like beachy location listening to all this incredible house music? Like so freaking jealous. Um, it's all the usual suspects who you would think Chris Lake, Claptone, Clooney. You've got Loco Dice, Pure, Paco Asona, Really incredible mix of, of house music artists from all subgenres. So that's going to be a vibe. And if any of you go to the first one, please report back on how that all goes. And that is it, friends. That is the end of the episode. You are all caught up on the news and everything that is happening right now that is relevant. So again, you guys know the drill. Please rate, review, subscribe. All of the important links will be down below to Keen if you guys want to try out our sponsor, Keen. Your Okeechobee ticket link with your discount code is down below. And I think that's everything, you guys. I've got some exciting announcements and things coming your way in the new year and then of course we have one more episode to go to wrap up this season and it is our annual best of dance music episode which is so much fun to work on so this was more recapping the news and that is going to be fully recapping music so that is coming out on January 4th to wrap up this whole season But thanks for riding with me, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. And I will see you that day with the last episode of the season. Bye, guys.